0: joy is tied to Jesus. Now, I didn't say it. Luke said it. He said that there would be tidings of great joy to the world at Christmas. So there should be some joy up in here, up in here.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we're going to take just a short little break from our series and uh, focus on Christmas for a couple of days here, a message called Joy to the World. And Pastor, that's a great song. We hear a lot about joy. We sing about joy this time of year. But it seems like with the craziness of Christmas, sometimes joy can be lacking. As we get just so caught up in in the busyness and everything we feel like we have to do in the season. For the person who's feeling that today and they're saying, man, I know I should have joy right now, but I don't. Where do we find that joy?
0: We find it in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's like whenever you're feeling that way, something's got to be out of kilter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually what it is, you know, remember the old trite but true statement, Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. And so when you make him your priority, you attach yourself to the joy that's independent of all of the busyness, of all of the rush of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we enjoy uh, who he is. So I celebrate the fact that, you know, we put our Christmas gifts under a tree, hmm. God put his Christmas gift on a tree. Yeah. When when we came into the studio today, you said, how are you doing, Pastor Ford? And I gave you my trite answer. I give it to everyone. I'm doing fine because I don't have a problem that Jesus can't solve. Yeah. You know, which means then I'm living independent of my circumstances most of the time i wish it was every time but most of the time <laughs> yeah, steve yeah. and so what does that mean i attach everything to christ and that's where i find it so not only is joy found in christ where's my peace ephesians 2:18 he is our peace not he gives us peace yeah. he is our peace uh, what about our sanctification what about our wisdom first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 and 31 i mean so it's like When we find our everything in Jesus, generally, we won't worry about anything. Hmm. And listen, when he's your everything, you don't worry about anything. That equals joy. Absolutely. And we're going to
1: continue to look at that in today's broadcast. So if you can, not join us in Luke 2 as we begin this message, Joy to the World. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Some people cause joy wherever they go. Some people cause joy whenever they go. I wonder which category. Look at your neighbor and say, which category are you in? Now, most of us at the 11 o'clock service is not in that latter category, but I know a whole lot of folk who came to 8 o'clock, they're in that category. Uh, you may have heard about uh, the church where they had uh, the servicemen's pictures, the ones that died in the wars, Second World War, Korean War, all of that, on the wall. And uh, one of the little Sunday school kids said to the pastor, it said, the caption said, uh, dedicated to those who died in service. Little boy uh, said, pastor, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. He said, which service did they die in, the 8 o'clock or the 11? <laughs> Well, come on now. You know, there are believers, don't look around, uh, that when you look at them, uh, they act like Slep Rock with the cloud over the. Remember Slep Rock from the Flintstones? He always had a cloud over his head. I mean, they act like their spiritual gift is criticism, that they've had a charisma bypass, that they've been baptized in lemon juice. You ever seen folk like that look so sour all the time, like they got something in their mouth and it's real nasty, so they can't spit it out, they just hold it praise the Lord. I love you with the love of Jesus. Look like you got some of that love from that other fellow. Spurgeon, that great preacher of the 19th century, was asked by one of his students, when we preach, what should we do? He said, well, when you preach about heaven, smile. He said, when you preach about hell, your regular face will do. And so sometimes, I'm not here, not at Christ Bible Church, but sometimes services are so dead, Sister Kim, that one time uh, a, a man had a heart attack and they called the paramedics and they took out 10 people before they found the dead man. Go ahead, look at your neighbor and say, that's dead. Yeah, that's dead. Uh, but listen, listen, listen. Joy is tied to Jesus, Let me say it again because I don't think anybody heard me. Joy is, now I didn't say it. Luke said it. He said that there would be tidings of great joy to the world at Christmas. So there should be some joy up in here, up in here. Yeah, why? There should be joy up in here because Jesus is up in here. There should be cheerfulness up in here because Christ is is up in here. There should be ecstasy up in here because the eternal one is up in here. There ought to be shouting up in here because the Savior is up in here. There ought to be rejoicing up in here because the Redeemer is up in here. There ought to be partying up in here because the Prince of Peace is up in here. There ought to be happiness up in here because the Holy One is up in here. There ought to be laughing up in here because the Lord is up in here. There ought to be gladness up in here because God is up in here. There ought to be merriment up in here because the Master's up in here. There ought to be enthusiasm up in here because Elohim is up in here. There ought to be fun because we are fellowshipping with the Father. Yeah. Well, I'm preaching better than you, amen, and I tell you that. Can't wait till I get to a Pentecostal church preach this. Here's what Thomas Munsoon said. Finding the real joy of Christmas comes not in the hurrying and scurrying to get more done, nor is it found in the purchasing or the receiving of gifts. But we find real joy when we make Jesus the reason for the season. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Yeah. And so, there's seven elements of joy here. Notice, first of all, in this text with me, the mutual exclusiveness of joy. The what? I know what you're saying. What is that all about? Fear not. The first thing he says is, Fear not. Now, why would he tell them to fear not? Because they had fear. And, and so, what does he do? Jesus did it all the time, didn't he? First thing he said, Fear not. How many in the Bible? Come on, holler it out. How many fear nots in the Bible? 365, that's one for every day of the year. So you ought to go in in the coming year and find you a fear not for every day. No matter what your fear is, there's a fear not for your fear. And why does he say fear not first? Because we need to understand uh, that if he dealt with what was on the outside without dealing with what was on the inside, then what's on the outside can negate what's on the inside. Let me say it this way. He said, fear not, because they had a storm on the outside. But he had to calm the storm on the inside before he calmed the storm on the outside, because if he left the storm on the inside, even when he calmed the storm on the outside, you still have a storm. And so he says, fear not. In other words, joy and fear is like oil and water. If you have joy, you have no fear. If you have fear, you have no joy, because they don't mix. So the presence of fear means the absence of joy. Uh, Let let me me quote somebody you're not familiar with, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his Antidotes for Fear. Listen to this. I wish I could say it like him. Fear paralyzes, I can't say it. Fear paralyzes, fear confines. It's a prison without walls. When Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat, she had to first conquer her fear. All it took was courage to conquer fear. Courage enables us to hew out a stone of hope from a mountain of despair. Courage is an inner resolution to go on in spite of the outer circumstances and frightening situations. Fear surrenders the circumstances, but courage breeds creative self-affirmation. Fear produces self-abnegation Courage gives the zest of life. Fear causes one to lose the will to live. Here's the classic that you know. Fear knocked at the door. Faith answered. Nobody was there. Wow. That's a great
1: quote. It is a great quote. And if you know anything about Pastor Ford, there are more coming up in just a moment. So stay with us as we continue our message, Joy to the World, from Luke chapter 2. If you ever miss a broadcast, and I know that many of us may, especially this time of year, maybe you're uh, going through the woods and over the hills and over the river to Grandma's house, whatever, you're going to be traveling for Christmas. You don't have to miss Pastor Ford's teaching. You can listen online by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream a program or download an MP3 for free. You can also listen if you have the Moody Radio app, and we'll link you to that at our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: A couple years ago, I was reading USA Today, and uh, uh, they had a caption, and it was on the news. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but it was a boat race, and the guy who was expected to win didn't win because he made some kind of wrong turn or something, and the boat went up, and they showed that film over and over again, six o'clock news, and it flipped over. He flipped out and hit the water, bam, and the announcer said, wow, I don't know uh, if he's going to make it from this, He said uh, he starts swimming down instead of up. He was so disoriented. But he made it because he had on a life vest. Because as he was swimming down, he could feel the tug of the life vest pulling him up until he finally realized that if he just let go, he was going to automatically go to the surface. I said, man, man. Yeah, I can feel him on that. Joy is my life vest. I don't know about you. Uh, Because whenever I'm feeling down and depressed, you know, when, when I got too much month at the end of my money, all those kind of things are happening. I feel like five miles of bad highway. It's like the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. Uh, that that life vest of joy always takes me up. It never lets me be governed by my circumstances, but by my Christ. It never directs me uh, by situation, but always directs me by the Savior. I'm never controlled by emotion, only the eternal God. I'm never dependent upon my prosperity, but only on the power of God. Never linked to what's happening in life, but I'm linked to the Lord and His sovereignty over my life. Y'all ain't going to pray with me, but I'm going to preach it anyway. In other words, I'm never motivated by money. I'm always motivated by my master knowing that my master got all the money. So I don't let money be my motivation. I let master be my motivation because I know he'll give me more money than I ever get by myself. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like Willie Sutton was one of the most famous bank robbers in the history of America. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk about per capita, he robbed, he was the number one robber of banks in America, ever. So here's what they wanted to know. They say Willie, why are you always robbing banks? Answer, because that's where the money is. <laughs> that's classy. You say, I don't get it. Why are you always hanging out with Jesus, pastor? Because that's where my joy is. That's where my peace comes from. Yeah, that's where my grace comes from. That's where my mercy comes from. I'm always hanging with him because he's my joy. The joy of the Lord, anybody ever read it, is my strength. Fear not. You know what? Here's something, I'm just going to throw it out. It's a theological bomb. It's going to explode, and you're going to say, he should have said something about that. Why did Satan choose the things to do to Job that he chose to do? I think Job 3.25, here comes the bomb. Here's what Job said. All the things I feared have happened to me. That Satan used his fear to determine what to bring against him. Wow. All right. That he's, I fear for my children, I'll attack his children. I fear for my wealth, I'll attack his wealth. I fear for my health, I'll attack his health. All the things, fear opened the door for Satan. Yeah, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. And so, perfect love casts out all fear. Last time I looked, love was a part of the fruit of the Spirit, which is also joy. Yeah. I'm going to leave you alone. How many here remember this position? Okay, some of you don't know, you challenged. Okay, let me tell you, before I was saved, I was in this position a lot. And Brother Gosler wouldn't be in the pit. Uh, he'd be behind me saying, all right, spread them. Okay, and here's the questions. Do you have any contraband in your pockets? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Uh, do you have any weapons on your person? No, sir, I don't. If I put my hand in your pocket, will I be stuck by a needle? No, sir, you won't. And then he pat me down. I say, wouldn't it be nice if before we could get in here, the Holy Ghost say, up against the wall. <laughs> Do you have any contraband in your heart? Is there any fear there? Is there any jealousy there? Is there any malice there? And then if he find it, then he arrests you and make you stay in church all day. And so there it is. See, we, we look at the greener grass of somebody else's worship, failing to realize their water bill is higher, that they chose to, it doesn't mean that they're not going through what you're going through, but they chose that despite what my circumstances are, what I'm, I'm going to worship the Lord. And I don't know about you, I come in plenty of times not ready to worship the Lord. I come in plenty of times, tore up from the floor up, and then they'll sing a song like, Mary, did you know? And all of a sudden now, I can feel uh, that joy increasing. I could feel, I wasn't crying tears of sadness. I was crying tears of joy. Mm. Here it is, number two. Uh, not just the mutual exclusiveness of joy, but look at the movement of joy. It says, uh, fear not, behold, stop. Behold, the word behold uh, literally means change your focus. You see, they're, they're captivated by the wonder of that angel. How marvelous that. John saw an angel and fell down. Man started to worship. Angel said, I oh, don't worship me, worship God. And I, and I, imagined, I, I imagine John saying, I fell down because I thought you were. <laughs> And if you look like that, I wonder what in the world. Yeah. 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 And so they're captivated. Whoa. And he says, change your focus. Not on us, on him. Oh, man. Look, look, the movement of, of joy is this. Behold. In other words, look at point one, uh, where he says the mutual exclusion of the joy. He wants you to turn from fear. Uh, but then, uh, uh, point two, the movement, change of focus, I want you to turn to faith in the one that's going to be born. Wow, that's it, a change of focus. In other words, uh, the, the old preacher would say it best, I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. See, many of us in here today, now not all of us, and don't look around, have the wrong focus, because we're already thinking about the turkey that we put in before we came to church and already getting things ready to put our finger up in case I go too long. We're already thinking, man, man, I'm, I hope you don't have a long sermon today. I got seven points. and I do. I got seven points. And uh, I'm going to preach every one of them. And uh, you're saying because I only have a couple more hours to get to the store before it shut down, and I ain't get the gift. Mm. No, he says it needs to be a different focus. I, I did an acronym for Christmas. Let me give it to you. C is Christ's long-awaited Messiah. H is hope that he brought. R is righteousness of God he is. I is Emmanuel, God with us. S is for the salvation that he provided. T is the truth he embodies. M is the mercy he gives. A is the adoration he deserves. S is he's the source of all joy. Yeah. In other words, change your focus. Everything about it focuses on Christ. One of the members said, my mother gave me this 12 days of Christmas, and and she said it was something that points to Christ. And I was wondering, is that really true, Pastor? I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's definitely true because between 1558 and 1829, you had to hide your faith. So what they did was uh, they came up with ways to present Jesus in things that everybody would use. The Christians knew what they were talking about, but unbelievers didn't until they explained it. Let me explain it to you. Uh, 12 days of Christmas. You know that on the first day of Christmas, right? First, the partridge in the pear tree is Jesus Christ himself. Uh, Two turtle doves were the Old and New Testaments. Three French horns stood for faith, hope, and love. Four calling birds were the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Five golden rings was the law, the Torah, or the first five books of the Bible. The six geese of laying, six geese of laying, six days of creation. Seven songs of swimming represented the sevenfold gifts of the Spirit. Eight maids a-milking were the eight beatitudes. Nine ladies dancing were the ninefold fruit of the Spirit. Ten lords a-leaping was the Ten Commandments. Eleven pipers piping stood for the eleven faithful disciples. And twelve drummers drumming symbolized the twelve points of the Apostles' Creed. It was all about Jesus Christ. I tell you that you change your focus when you go through Scripture. Scripture is both Christocentric and Christocratic. Say, Christocentric and Christocratic. That means the focus of it is Christ-centered and the foundation of it is Christ. And so you know it. You know the scriptures. Uh, they came to Jesus and Jesus said, search the scriptures, John seven thirty-nine. For in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. Luke 24, 44, And he began to teach them all that Moses and the prophets and the writings had written about him. It's all about Jesus.
1: It absolutely is, and that's what we get to uh, talk about and basically put on the radio each and every day here at Treasure Truth. Uh, Really privileged to be able to do that, and to those of you who help us do that, a big thank you. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But it is all about Jesus. I mean, that's what we're celebrating this time of year, right? Today being Christmas Eve, we want to uh, think about what He has done for us and the joy ...that we can have in a relationship with Him. you know. Maybe this time of year you're thinking a little bit more about the person of Jesus. And you're thinking a little bit about why would God even come to earth? As I'm hearing people talk about this. Well, basically so that we can have right relationship with God. And if you have questions about that, what that can mean for you, how you can know God in a personal way... ...then I want to encourage you to call this number. It's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Someone would be happy to talk with you about how you can know Jesus and how you can really know that your sins are forgiven and you'll be spending eternity in heaven. That number again is 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, we're able to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each and every day here on Treasure Truth because of your generosity. So a big thank you to those of you who are regular supporters of the ministry. You've never given a gift before. I want to encourage you to do so today. You can stop our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the donate button. It can be a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. That's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for doing that. Thanks for listening today. Very Merry Christmas to you. Hope you'll join us next time as we continue this message, Joy to the World. Also, big thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.